2007. Ladies, I think it's time to switch roles. If you came of age in the early 2000s like I did, there's a genre of song you'll remember and probably appreciate. It's usually sung by a pop diva who's known for singing and writing about her romantic travails, and it's usually a kind of ballad or dance track set to a monologue about how she feels her life would be so much easier, romantically specifically, but in other ways too, if she were a boy. There are a few top-tier examples of this. Beyoncé's iconic If I Were a Boy from 2008. Sierra's Like a Boy from 2007. Lady Gaga's art pop B-side, G-U-Y. Taylor Swift's Lover Track, The Man from 2019. I would be complex. I would be cool. They'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to And that would be okay for me to do Every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss to you It's one of my favorite types of pop songs. A form of cultural critique that's hidden inside a catchy track. When I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of great gender critique happening in pop culture. In middle school, which for me coincided with the first big wave of bubblegum pop, Everything felt super binary. Music was highly gendered. If you listened to Mariah Carey, Michelle Branch, Britney Spears, or Xtina, you were a girl. Or a gay man. And if you listened to Eminem and Snoop, you were a boy. And if you listened to other top 40 hits from Nickelback and Three Doors Down, God help you. The point is, it was a time when even your musical taste could essentially out you. And I always felt a lot of conflict around this. I've always felt kind of ashamed of my musical taste, precisely because I've always loved the music that's just way too embarrassing for people to find good. I'm talking early-era Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson, S Club 7. That was extremely my shit, and I was mortified to let anyone know it. So I liked noticing when pop stars started asking questions about their identity through song. It took a minute to catch on, but suddenly was everywhere. In 2010, Lady Gaga, then in the first flush of mega-fame, created a male alter ego called Joe Calderon, who got his own photo spread in Vogue. The moment went largely uncommented upon, other than in the sense of, wow, another kooky move from the meat dress lady. But I was into it. Just like I was into Mariah Carey dressing in drag to portray her alleged ex Eminem on the 2009 diss track, Obsessed. When women talk about taking on a fantasy life as men, it's obviously not a trans thing, really. At least not always. It's a fantasy. What would my life be like, asks a prominent pop artist, if I didn't have to deal with the stigma and bullshit that comes with being a woman? 
What would my life be like if I were actually truly free? The way men are in this society. Taylor Swift, on the 2019 album Lover, wonders how her career would be if, instead of being slut-shamed and treated like Rochester's mad wife in the attic every time she releases a song about an ex, she was celebrated for her romantic prowess and playing the field. Sierra asks what her life would be like if she wasn't placed in the position of having to be constantly faithful, a quote-unquote good girl, while her male hip-hop counterparts got to boast about cheating on women. And Beyonce famously proclaimed in I Am, dot dot dot, Sasha Fierce, that if she were a boy, she wouldn't have to worry about her appearance. She could roll out of bed, throw something on, eat anything she wanted to, hit on anyone she wanted to, without any real consequence which is basically the opposite of what her life was like in 2009, where everything she did went commented upon. It reminds you of just how stifling the culture of the early 2000s really was for prominent women. And obviously it still is, not much has changed, we just know how to talk about it better. But what's funny about all these songs is that they are fantasies. Not about being male per se, but about living in a world where gender equality was actually a thing. And it may surprise you to learn that this genre of songwriting is a lot older than you might think. In my college years, I spent a lot of time listening to really old music. I studied old popular songs, like from the teens and 20s, to try to figure out what they meant. Because it can be an interesting exercise to see what people were talking about and thinking about a hundred years ago, especially when you come to find out that they were talking and thinking about pretty much the same shit pop songs are all about now. Dating, romance, and fucking. There was this one song I kept listening to, and it took me a minute to figure out why. It was the title song to an old George M. Cohan musical, 1928's Billy. In the 1920s, Billy was an increasingly popular name for girls, thanks to a number of high-profile celebrities like the silent film actress Billy Dove and the stage performer Billy Burke, who would go on to marry Florence Ziegfeld. The 20s were also a kind of gender-bendy time, albeit in a pretty tame way. In the films and songs of the time, there's a lot of talk about how girls are getting to be like boys, and boys are getting to be like girls, but sometimes without the layer of moral panic that you'd expect to hear. In fact, there's even a song from 1926 about this quote-unquote trend that goes, Masculine women, feminine men, which is the rooster, which is the hen? Masculine women, feminine men, which is the rooster, which is the hen? It's hard to tell them apart today and say, Sister is busy learning to shave, brother just loves his permanent wave. It's hard to tell them apart today, hey, hey. I mean, holy shit, way to describe my gayborhood, 1926. But the song I listened to the most wasn't actually about gender swapping at all. It was about a girl's origin story. She describes coming out, as one used to do in high society, separate from the queer term, to a ball after her name is announced and viewing the looks of surprise on everyone's faces to see that she is a girl named Billy. I love a name, dear 
And like so many great pop songs, it has a twist ending. They think it's so queer that a girl should appear That there's seldom a semblance of joy That is the reason my name Billy, my parents expected a boy They think it's so queer that a girl should appear she sings, that there's seldom a semblance of joy. That is the reason my name's Billy. My parents expected a boy. For some reason, I really like hearing this story being told to me from almost a century ago. That a girl was dealing with confusion around her gender because her parents made up their mind that they would fit her into who they expected her to be, rather than waiting to see who she really was. As trans feelings go, that's a pretty universal one, I'd say. Growing up, I was always upset that my parents had given my sister a gender-neutral name, while saddling me with one that couldn't have been more feminine and flowery. I went by a nickname pretty much my whole life for this reason, but in college, I decided I needed to get with the program and accept that this was my name. I didn't ask any of my professors, as I'd asked my teachers throughout my life in grade school, to call me by a male name. This time... I figured I'd just have to be content to live with the one I had because I was grown up now. But about two years into this practice, I broke down, and I came out. And when I did, I had a name waiting for me. And asking people to call me by that name suddenly didn't seem childish or like an imposition. It just felt right. It felt like I'd been trying to fit myself into a name forever, and now I could finally just pick one up that fit me, who I was. And the soundtrack to that decision and that realization was this very sad, very old song about a girl named Billy whose parents expected a boy. I still listen to Billy because I genuinely think it's beautiful. And as much as I no longer have any illusions about living in the 1920s being fun or exciting for someone like me, I do think there's a through line from then to now. They were dealing with a similar kind of turfy moral panic about gender and sexuality and race and disability, and we've conveniently forgotten that. But songs like this remind us that nothing is new. We shouldn't have to keep saying it, but we've been here forever, talking about our lives forever, expressing forever that sad discomfort about the way the world is, and hoping against hope that someday, for someone, it might change. And this genre of songwriting is a perfect reflection of that. Totally Trans Minisodes? is a production of the Totally Trans Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter at Totally Trans Pod or support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash totally trans. Daddy.